0: Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Cara and Alessandra. So welcome everyone. Today we are listening to part two with Samantha Doyle or Sammy. In part one, she shared with us her journey from you know going through big, big challenges and being diagnosed and basically told that she would never heal these illnesses. And we kind of caught just where we heard that she was breaking through of those patterns and she was, thanks to yoga and Ayurveda, finding a way out and how she used those challenges as stepping stones to start giving And serving to others and show that there is a way to heal and to improve your life, even though it might seem very challenging and difficult at the time. And so in this episode, she will share much more on that journey, how she built her business. And she'll also share some
1: great tools
0: and kind of give you a crash course of her program in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, yeah. this is a wonderful, wonderful episode. So I, um, I do encourage you to listen all the way through. It's not, it's not too long, but um, she really, you really start to get to the essence of who Sammy is and feel that vibration that she offers. That you know, the raising of consciousness, um, and you know. Alessandra's worked with her a lot. I've had the pleasure of working with her on a more intensive program, which um, I definitely recommend working with her. She because she does offer that um, that higher. There is something about like working with her and getting that um, that lift in your perspective, that lift in consciousness. And I know that as we were discussing with her, I could feel that as we were talking. So I know that that will come through. And so try to tune into that, um, as she goes into more depth.
0: if you haven't listened to part one, well, first we would recommend to listen to part one, but just a brief overview. She is a lifestyle coach and mother of four children. She homeschools them and yeah, she runs her own business.
1: Right. Good. So enjoy.
0: After listening.
2: So, so then the next part of the story, so that was the lead up to it all happening. And then being in rehab for a month was part of what shaped my journey with my business and my drive with my business and how I have this relentless, this is what I'm doing. So the next phase was being in rehab and having that and kind of just being like thank you like just gratitude when everybody else around me was like I'm here and oh and like
0: just on a down just not you know Mm -hmm. not happy (laughs) and um it takes a lot of strength to be in that environment and still be grateful and to put that goal like you know? Yeah.
2: So so how it evolved is that first week I was like, oh, it's so good to eat and it's so good to like be clean and to be away from the DJ house and out of the strip club and like whew. And I had a view of the harbor bridge. Like it was a sweet mm-hmm. deal. Yeah. yeah. And but then I got through that first week and everything became very confronting, very challenging, all of the addictive stuff and no vices and you couldn't go to the toilet alone after a meal. It, it became extremely challenging. I can't deny how hard it was to face up to all of our my stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that happened while I was in there was I was in group therapy every day with thirty girls who were who were just suffering so much, and and I just being in it every day. I just had this like lightning bolt one day. It was like a electricity through my body, and it was just this feeling of you have to heal so that you can help others because,
1: and then it was like
2: within the space of this whole lightning bolt thought and feeling was I'm 19 and I'm a white privileged female. And I feel like I've wasted so much of my life, just caught up in confusion and myself and my eating disorder. And like, what am I doing? And I don't want to waste another minute. Like I just, I would rather lived I was about I was ready to give up my life before I went in there like I was having suicidal thoughts I was emergency ward like nearly at that point and I just got to that point where I thought wow like I could actually use my life in service Hmm. (laughs) like wow I've wasted I could continue to go on this journey where I'm just trying to self-fulfill or self-satisfy or cheat the system of life type thing with hedonism or like you were prepared to, you were prepared to end your own life. Why don't you just give up your life in service? And then, so
1: that became a thing where so beautiful.
2: Yeah. Like 19, that was a pretty or 20. I think I'd just turned 20. And um, so that was one thing that I just thought, wow. And it was just like the next day I remember getting up and saying to my psychiatrist, I want to get off my meds. Can we start weaning off while I'm in hospital because I don't want to live like this anymore. And everyone was like, whoa and I just remember coming out of this fog and just getting off the antidepressants was incredible it was so those next that next couple of years was the amount of internal work that went on <laughs> that nobody could see it was I felt like yeah it was so 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 intense it was so mm. intense um but I was really just stuck on this idea of that experience of like yeah. You know, this is what you're going to
0: do now this is it that's a lot of willpower and determination to do that you know that's what impressed me so much uh, when I listened to your interview I wasn't facing an eating disorder but I was facing anxiety and I was in a life crisis and to hear how you used all those, you know, what was impossible, you made it possible because we know now you have four children. I have and... Spoiler. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, we had that spoiler yeah. in the beginning. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and then also how you used all those challenges as stepping stones to create your own business now where you serve so many other souls that which then go out and serve others it's actually called live live to serve your business Yes, right and And
2: so
0: yeah yeah it's a good way to reframe you know when when we are suffering to like okay no this is not about me you know yeah (laughs) I need to get out of thinking about myself yes and that's the thing It's like yes it's about me to a degree and
2: that what actions have I engaged in that I'm here okay this has happened but then processing it and as you know like in the work we do inside the program there is a lot of understanding about because of the recovery process that I went through had to learn about emotions and feelings and how to understand the mind and work with the mind in a way that promotes healing and like we call like the tagline for ATC is health for a higher purpose so when I started in when I got out of hospital um I very very quickly after, and I'm very grateful for my yoga teacher training for taking me on in such a state that I was fresh out of rehab and like I want to be a yoga teacher. <laughs> like, and um, but they allowed me to take like to take three years to do it, and I did my personal training and my Ayurvedic nutrition diploma in that time. Um, so I really immersed myself in the study because I wanted to know more. And then I thought, you know, everything that I've been through, I was like, wow, imagine if I could use those insights as like hey, you know, how many other people are going through this? What if I could take my experience and flip it where if I find a way to heal through it, then I can turn around and help other people do the same. And so that's where I got this idea of like I really want to embrace Ayurveda and yoga together so you have that practical path of health and then yoga for that spirituality as well so that you do have a proper holistic approach to healing where it's not just mind body healing but you're actually working on a spiritual level as well and so I all I did was I was studying and applying it personally and within that first 18 months I was off all meds um, held like I had a great job I was studying and loving it living the yoga lifestyle and I didn't have any money I had no other resources, other than okay, what can I do? I can't do a punch karma. I can't go away and get herbs. I can't afford all that stuff. I can't afford to get massages, but I can, I can follow a balanced lifestyle. I can follow this meal guide of water balancing. I can embrace Dinacharya, like rising with the sun, eating meals at certain times of the day, going to bed at a certain time, even when I'm feeling insomnia. I'm still sticking to that pattern. And over 18 months, um, I was – I'd met someone, got married, and after, like, I was like, oh, don't worry, like, I can't get pregnant, like, just, you know, we're good. And then I got – I remember getting my first period, and I was like, "Whoa!" This is amazing. This means that all of this is working, you know, within 18 months of them saying, oh, you'll never fully recover. You'll never have children. Just take this progesterone cream. I didn't do. I embraced everything that they said for the acute situation of the very necessary crisis healing modality that I needed for that time. But then when it came to, okay, I want to live a practical life, I need to learn how to live my life and get a handle of my mind. And so that's when I applied Ayurveda and embraced it and yoga and meditation and yeah so after that first period I was like oh my god and this is so exciting and my body's trying to tell me you know and that I'm this is this is amazing and um so I keep going keep going this is so cool (laughs) and then like another month went by no period another month went by no period I'm like okay three months have gone by no other period but my skin is amazing and I'm just like I'm shapely now. I've got boobs. I'm people are commenting I look well, like things are going really well. I haven't really done any detoxing or resetting or rebalancing or anything. Maybe I need to do a gut detox, because that was kind of a trend back then as well. Like there was this mm-hmm. um and detox thing that you could do off the shelf at the health food store and So I'm, like, going down there. I'm, like, oh, I had this, like, ringing voice. Oh, you should do a pregnancy test because remember what the doctor said and you'd rather do it now than do a heavy detox and, like, loss of life or something heavy might happen and you just want to know that you're doing the right thing. So I go and get – I'm walking to work. This is, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. Quickly grab a pregnancy test, go to the yucky – it was, like, this really low-grade shopping centre and, like, the most disgusting toilet. (laughs) like disgusting and you don't want to touch anything kind of gross do the pregnancy test find the miracle in this disgusting place that I was like pregnant saw it and I was like oh I probably did it wrong did the next one was like, I don't know but then I was like okay I'm running late for work so I like basically sprinted to work no detox just sprinted to work and then going no no it's broken no not me and then at lunchtime, was watching the clock, waiting for lunch, waiting for lunch, and I was like, okay. And I sprinted back to that shopping centre, got the most expensive pregnancy test. <laughs> just on the line, just for 10 seconds, pulled it out, and I was like, okay, three now. Like, I, that's a thing. And then I still went back in denial but kind of shaking. And luckily, like, my boss at the time, I was working for MBT footwear. It was such a fun place to work, physiological footwear, and it was like a really fun, active place to work, and she was an ex-midwife, and I was like, oh, can I talk to you for a minute? And so I pulled her aside, and I was like, oh, I've done three pregnancy tests, but I have PCOS, and i been told I can't get pregnant, and I was like fit, like really fit still and, and practicing yoga asanas every day. I'd just done my Pilates certification and ex-gymnast, so it was always like fit, like core strength fit, and so wearing a pencil skirt and stuff and she's like, oh, why don't you lie down and I'll have, I'll check your breasts and I'll check your belly. And then I like, I'm like, unzip my pencil. So I'm like, oh, to get it off. You know, this feeling of like, oh, I really mm-hmm. lays down and she starts down at my bell, was just feeling up, she's feeling up. She's like, you're at least 20 weeks pregnant. And I was like, what?
0: Oh my gosh.
2: So I after that first period. I fell pregnant. So oh. that night went and got blood tests and everything. And the doctor was like, oh, you didn't need a blood test, though. I mean, we can tell, like, looking at you, like, you're, yeah, you're definitely, you're 20 weeks pregnant. Congratulations. Oh, my god! I was just like, what <laughs> the hell? <laughs> what? And so that was the, that was
0: where I was just like, wow, this, this is a thing. This really works. Yeah. Lifestyle. Like, yeah, lifestyle. How did that feel after, you know? coming from hearing you're probably never going to have children and then oh yeah suddenly I was in shock for I was kind
2: of traumatized for a little while because I was 21 or 22 at that point 22 I think and um had just turned 22 and then yeah really starting to think yeah okay like but (laughs) obviously like you look back on it now and you're like yeah that was all part of the story of why I'm so passionate about why I do what I do and the simplicity of the principles of Ayurveda and yoga and how anyone can embrace them and have a transformation in their life. So so obviously maintaining that lifestyle and four kids in now, one of the happiest people I know and have built a business from my experience in the medical industry and realizing that they're, and, and even with the alternative health industry as well, but realizing that there's a gap in the industry for that, Uh, model of integration where it's not just prescriptive and it's not just the medical acute crisis but how do we intervene and help people understand what they're going through how do we help them ask better questions because like you say like if you don't have some kind of intervention how do you know what you don't know like how do you know to ask better questions to get better answers to get a better outcome and so that's when I um, brought wellness coaching into everything that I do and stopped doing one-off prescriptive yoga classes or personal training sessions or nutrition it was like if you want to work with me this is what we're doing six months at a time it's holistic we work mind body spirit we work on all areas of your life we unravel the past and how that's filtering into your behaviors we work on the process of change and the psychology around it we work on understanding how your environment your lifestyle your daily choices influence the way your mind feeds back to you and your decisions like so yeah I just made a decision that um I really wanted to work with people in educating and helping them to take the reins in their life again and I think Ayurveda and yoga are such a beautiful framework for that because they really help you to through knowledge and education and wisdom, take responsibility for your life on every level. And it's so empowering. And I think the word empowering, empowerment, gets thrown around a lot, you know, in like social media and stuff about what it means. But I think true true empowerment is, is founded in Ayurveda and yoga, like really learning. This is, this is the science of life. This is the science of spirituality. These are the processes and principles and it's up to us to embrace and apply due to time and, you know, in time, place and circumstances and how actually that's such a relief to have that knowledge and to be able to make those, those choices and have the outcomes. And it's and it makes sense. It's like this is a science. It's not like a new age theory that somebody's made up and then in 10 years time, everyone starts saying have heart attacks because, oh, <laughs> you know, I
1: like, think about this part.
2: Yeah, we hadn't tested it yet. Okay, let's throw those books out. It's like the the framework for life, you know, and when you marry the two together, Ayurveda and yoga, it really does create a system that allows people to, I think, first moderate their lifestyle as well because when you're trying to embrace spirituality and more depth in your life, sometimes it's our behaviours and our lifestyle that holds us back from having depth in our spiritual life because we're, stuck in addiction or we're stuck in in addiction on many different levels to many different vices to more tame things and socially acceptable things to dark and scary things that are very harmful for us so so yeah I guess like having been through that process myself and any other challenge I go through in life I, I kind of will journey back to what I went through in that whole situation and go yeah wow I mean prayer stay grounded in your spirituality have faith you know, look after yourself on a very baseline level and it just, the resiliency that comes with having those foundations in place, it can just make the journey through life so much more filling and um, easier, you know, having that clarity and having that knowledge and wisdom to pull back on and not just relying on your own mind or someone else's opinion or the opinion of the public arena at the
0: time. I will speak from my own experience, just being in your program, even though I had a dedicated meditation practice and I had already been studying yoga, um, I feel like having a coach is, you know, such a gem because, you know, being on the spiritual path, meaning like working with yourself, trying to become a better version of yourself, working with your inner world, it can be really messy. And Mm -hmm. I've spoken about this in earlier episodes that, you know, we need help. Uh, We have friends, yes, but, you know, I have a coach (laughs) and I have a therapist as well when I need it because, yes, we can go through it alone, but it might take much, much longer time and we might spare ourselves some, you know, overthinking and suffering by having someone else to reflect back to us, okay, if we just dare to open up, you know. Yeah. Instead of like, Oh, why am I behaving like this? And then, you know, sometimes when I text you or call you it's like, ah, oh, so that's what's happening. And mm. then I can move it, on with my day now. <laughs>
2: and not yeah. ruminate on this for six weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I also took your intensive class, um or would you say class is not the right Yeah, uh, we did it. Yeah, six weeks yeah. yeah. And um and I, I can also attest to that so I haven't had the same level of interaction but I know through that um y- you allow people to kind of zoom out so even um uh, because that was related more from a business perspective so you work with um yoga practitioner or um not practitioners yeah Yeah, health professionals in general. Health professionals, okay, good. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of that zooming out and guiding people through, like, not just okay, what do you want to do? Where do you want to price things? What are your ideas? But it's like, let's get to the core of who you are and what your values are and how you think. What are your and and where does that come from? And let's get to the root so you're really dealing with people much more at a you know at a very deeper level and getting people to um it, it's really just getting them to take into consideration i just felt like i was zooming out and being like mm-hmm. okay this is much bigger than okay, what's your pricing model or, you
2: yeah. know. Yeah, how can we is... slap a website together, you know. Yeah.
1: Yes, right. And in fact, yeah. that was, well, you know, this was like an abbreviated program, but that was not mm-hmm. even really something we ever, I mean, we talked about it a little bit, but it was really much deeper than that. So um, it's just interesting, you know, that that approach I think was mm-hmm. very valuable. And um, and it ha- that has healing innately in it so even though you're not even approaching it from a healing perspective or even like let's work on you you're you're doing that like as a byproduct of what you're doing which is really beautiful and
2: that's I mean we my poor girls I try to let up on them sometimes but (laughs) there's a lot of you know because it's it's personal development and business development are synonymous you cannot grow a business sustainably if you are not working on yourself And you can grow a slap together copy carbon copy business of somebody else's thing and make a lot of money maybe and sell a whole bunch of stuff that you don't really care about. But the people that I love to work with are, all right, let's build something around what you care about that makes a social impact, that makes enough money to support your lifestyle, that allows you to feel connected to what you're doing and allows you to take your values and who you are as a person, and what you care about, and your—I guess—your framework for life too, because that changes over time. But like for myself, it's like, okay, well, I built a business because I wanted to homeschool, so I had to create a business that I could run around being at home with my kids all day, mm. every day. I do that to myself, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> um, but because I've done it myself and gone, wow, this is totally a thing, like we do live in a time where the digital landscape allows us to do this, like Mm -hmm. connect internationally and share ideas and experiences and then project that out on a broad scale. But we also live in a time where you can come up with an idea based on your personal experience and what you've learned. You can create courses, you can sell it on the internet, you can work your own hours, you can be living, you know, free from geographic location and working and creating, finance, like, financial abundance. And it's just such an exciting time to be alive. And I, I'm i really passionate about helping women see that as a health professional, you don't have to follow the stock standard way of, oh, if I'm a yoga teacher, I must only teach classes mm-hmm. in a studio. Or if I'm a meditation teacher, I must only teach meditation in such and such Setting, you know, like how can we look at what people are doing and where they're hanging out and where they feel comfortable and how little time they have? And how can I look at my life and what time I have available, what finances I have available, what my priorities are, where I've come from, and how I've gotten here to create something that aligns with not just my financial goals or the fact that I have certifications that I want to use. But how can I create something that absolutely aligns with every part of my life? Because it's possible if we get to the core of what I really care about, what are my values, how much time do I want to be spending on this each week, how much time do I want to be with my family, or do I want to have a side – this is my side hustle while I'm still, you know, running a nine-to-five and I just want to have – you know, it's having that permission as well to go – how big do you want to grow this you don't have Mm -hmm. to make a million dollar business you could make you could be having one or two clients a month as a coach and pulling in an extra five grand just managing two people Mm -hmm. like you know like that, that that could be enough for you and then the rest of the time you're helping at homeless shelters and on the beach and writing your book and like mm-hmm. it's, it's, and that's why, like you mentioned about getting back to values and what am I doing here and what do I really care about opens up all of that possibility mm. to, so to really, yeah, to really create something that is right for you, not what the masses are telling you success looks like, but what is right for us, you know, mm.
1: that's really powerful and um, such a gift that you are, Giving to people. Um, one thing too that I wanted to um, piggyback on that you mentioned in your story how you the how you got to a point with your healing. Well, really, it was part. of, I guess yeah, part of the healing, but really, when you were in the thick of things, still was that flip from feeling broken to service. And I, I kind of want to hone in on that because for people who are struggling, like, you know, everybody has a complicated landscape going on within their own lives. And if you can make that switch internally from thinking about the things that you have to overcome to thinking to even reframing it as I'm going through this to help somebody else in the future, there is such power and shift in that. I know, um, this is such a, a much more, much, much more minor example than, than what you went through Sammy. But I remember, um, going through a breakup as a young adult Mm -hmm. and, um, it, I just remember feeling like, I just want to get through this. I just want to get like, I want to get one month out because it was so raw, you know, as you're going through it. And it was like, I know it'll feel better in like a month. And just to have time behind me and kind of get used to this transitory time where I'm like, okay, what do I do instead of hanging out with this person that I'm so used to being with? And I I remember that kind of coming to me like, okay, I... Some At some point, somebody I know and love is going to go through this, and I can look back and be like, oh, my God, I remember how I felt like blah. And I remember thinking if I could just do blah. And this really helped. And I was like, and I don't know what that is yet that helped, but I'll find something that's going to really help me feel better. And uh, and then I can recommend that to this future person I care about, even if it's like I wasn't a mother yet, but, you know, even if it's – thank God, because, um, you know, I'm still with my husband who I have my kids with. So wouldn't this be a way to tell him, you know, oh, my, my children were uh, five and three. when, <laughs> But, um, but anyway, so, but I thought, you know, maybe I'll have a daughter someday and she will go through this. And I can say, yeah. oh, I remember how, how hurt I was. And, um, but it really kind of, had a powerful shift of energy in, in thinking through that. So I just want to give that offer that as a suggestion for if people are going through a hard time, whatever it is that you're struggling with, if you can kind of twist it and say like, I'm going through this for someone else, or you can even think of it like I'm take I'm strong and I'm taking this on for somebody I've, I don't know it, but I volunteered myself to go through this so that this person that I love doesn't have to go through it. And it can almost just, you know, like take some, give you some power and give you some like, yeah, I'm strong and I'm going to do this because I I can, I can do this for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just offering that out as like a, um, you know, something that has helped me too. And it's just, I, I hear that reflected in what you went through and of course, it was much, much bigger than I say, but um, oh. but that can be a little tool <laughs> to help us get mm-hmm. through those times.
0: I just want to briefly get back to something you mentioned. I know it's getting late. We will soon let you go because okay. it's, yeah. it's almost midnight for mm. you. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's approaching midnight. Uh, but you mentioned the mode of goodness and people mm-hmm. listening in might not know what that is. And maybe wrapping up, that could be something of a little takeaway for the listeners. Like if they want to make s- some positive changes in their life, can you give them some tips on yeah. how to get to Great mode question. of goodness? Because mm-hmm. as
2: you know, I'm like a mode of goodness advocate. That's my mm-hmm. jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I think um, a, an approach that a distinct Difference in the way that I approach Ayurveda um, is because of my yoga bra- background. Because I've been teaching yoga now for twelve years, and and one thing that I didn't realize that I was doing differently until I started chatting to other Ayurvedic doctors five years ago about how I do things, and they like say, "What now?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized it's it's known as Ayurvedic psychology or yoga psychology. There's a parallel there where ayurveda solely talks about um, the practical way of like caring for the body and ridding the body of disease prevent disease prevention and i always say you know it's like i think i mentioned it earlier health for a higher purpose you know when you marry it up with yoga then you have the spiritual journey with yoga but one thing that um, yoga talks about from a health perspective uh, in the scriptures is the, the three modes of material nature which are akin to the trigunas in Ayurvedic psychology. So both talking on the plane of the mind, so still on a material level, um, but the influence of nature on the mind and body. So it's broken down into three categories. So this is where my point of difference is because most Ayurvedic people that work with Ayurveda would work with the doshas mainly. And I, because of where I've come from, And the work that I do with people on a more of a transformation of the mind level to help them integrate the lifestyle practices that they often want to and see and know, you know, like we live in a world now where there is no shortage of information, like you cannot use I don't know as an excuse. It's people Mm -hmm. don't know how to implement. They don't know how to change from their old habitual behaviours to new more positive behaviors, so that's what I got really fascinated with. Like what helps people shift, and um, and that's what I found through using the Mahagunas. Was um, in yoga scriptures, it talks about you know the mode of ignorance or tamas is you know like being in that state of where you're the influence of the mind is covered by ignorance, dullness, lack of clarity don't really know what time of the day it is, can see that it's nighttime, but want to stay up all night. Oh, it's daytime. Oh, close the blinds. I want to sleep all day. Hand me the cold pizza from the fridge. Um, Soda, beer, drugs, alcohol at a more degraded kind of level. Addiction, completely, like not self-absorbed in the way that they're self-obsessed, but self-absorbed that all they can see is just their immediate situation. No understanding of bigger picture or can't see beyond their immediate gratification of whatever addictive behaviors or whatever the body needs right at this minute and so there's that sort of psychological state and then one up from that if we're talking like mind and consciousness level is mode of passion and that's like the influence covering the mind is go get a goals driven self self-fulfilling driven in that I must fulfill my motivations and desires and I will get this and I will have that and I want the big thing and I want the, you know, and I'm willing to work for it and I'm going to be the hardest worker in the room and I will outwork everyone and I'll do the things and, you know, like work in the city and I'll drink the coffee and I'll eat all the tasty food and I'll do the fine dining and I'll wear the heels and power dress and that kind that's like an extreme version, obviously. Um, but that in itself, because it's still self-fulfilling and there's constant drive leads to agitation, which then leads to dissatisfaction, which leads to this innate, I'm never satisfied. I'm constantly hungering for more. So there's no peace there. So there's two modes of material nature, um, ignorance and passion, are. Are, you can't it's really hard to embrace yoga and spirituality it's not impossible but it's hard to embrace spirituality and yoga it's hard to think differently it's hard to it's hard to <clears throat> come out of those drives that come from that influence but then there's the mode of goodness which in yoga scriptures it talks about these are the philosophers the yoga teachers the scientists the people that are the peacemakers, the people that are inquiring about how can we make the world a better place? What is my purpose here? What's the meaning of life? Compassion, empathy, clear and clarity. And the mind is in a state of openness and wanting to be of service. And, and it can go it can go in the direction of, it, it's not a spiritual state. It, it's still a material state. So it can, if it's not married up with yoga or spirituality, it can go in the direction of, I'm so elevated in my consciousness, you know, like it can still <laughs> right. have
1: that. Yeah. It that can still
2: have that. Pitfall pump. there. Yes.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Something to so look out for. Yes. Yeah. It can still do mm. its thing. But if we bring it back to, on a, just like a health-based physical level, where do we want to be at? In our life what do we want to experience in our life if we want to experience not being so agitated or addicted or overwhelmed by our mind and we don't want to be driven by the mind from one lusty thing to the next and I'm not just talking like sex lust but like that lust for more and hedonism and we don't really see it in ourselves anymore because the way society is geared is that this is just accepted, like material mm-hmm. life and enjoy life. Coca-Cola like made a point of like, yeah, enjoy life and everything's all about have it now and go for it and, you know, mm-hmm. agitating to be, agitating people to feel unsatisfied if they don't have all the things. So there's all these influences going on all around us so that if we live a life founded in the mode of goodness, which is made up of activities like whole food, vegetarian diet, aligning with the rhythms of nature, so getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time, eating the three meals a day at certain times, making sure you exercise, embracing things like yoga medication, just trying to live a grounded um, life that is has those health practices in place and from living that lifestyle, then the mind starts to have that clarity and then the consciousness starts to shift to a more What can I do to help others? How can I? Mm. What am I doing here? How can I be of service? And oh, I'm I'm seeing and things around me as they are. I'm seeing people are suffering. What what can I do? How can I help? So, the combination of yoga and meditation with mode of goodness, two together is like it's like amplified goodness, you know.
0: Mm, (laughs) But goodness
2: on its own is a platform. It's a springboard from which it makes it easier to embrace spirituality where we can get that in the nourishment so that's why I get really excited about mode of goodness because from that's that's the process I take my clients through on a very very nutshell kind of a uh, description of how I do things and how I help people because I've worked with people from eating disorders addictions um you know like Alcoholism, that was what I did when I was like, I'm gonna get out of rehab and do that. That was like the first thing that I did when I became a wellness coach after five years of studying. Like that's the realm that I went into. And mm-hmm. it was incredible. And the system worked, but it was heavy work for me while I was raising children. And then I started working with everyday women, and then I also started working with CEO, business owner type women as well, that were managing families and like million-dollar plus businesses. And they were all going through the same process, struggling with behaviors, struggling with their mind. Me slowly, slowly, slowly bringing them into that more mode of goodness lifestyle by slowly changing their diet, slowly adding more exercise, slowly adding meditation, um, getting them to slow down at the end of the day and breathe and be introspective and just think about what they, how their day went down and just slow down a bit. Um, They all were starting to have that same transformation of, organically losing weight, not being hindered by addictions and things, wanting to go to yoga meditation, or it's like wanting to, and this is the symptoms of transformation through the modes is that whatever mode you're in, you desire it and you enjoy the taste of that mode. So somebody in the mode of goodness, all of a sudden is like craving green smoothies, loving the vegetarian food, thinking more about others, not Mm -hmm. caught up in their own stuff you know so we have these laws of nature that if we're stuck in something you can kind of you can work in a mechanical way by shifting your lifestyle so that you can have those mental emotional spiritual breakthroughs as well it doesn't have to be all like on the strength of my own mind I must become spiritual all of a sudden Mm -hmm. we can shift our lifestyle and that can really help us integrate on a much higher purpose kind of level So, but yeah, I mean, spirituality isn't like you don't have to be living this mode of goodness lifestyle to embrace spirituality, but it can really help transition and make that shift and make it easier to focus on our spiritual life. So, and then even if you were to take spiritual life out of it and just live a more mode of goodness lifestyle, what it means is that you have a template in your life that is grounded and peaceful So that when you go out in the big bad world with all of its stresses and all of its craziness, you can face it because you have that balance of coming back to this foundation of feeling grounded and in touch with yourself and in touch with being able to bring yourself into balance, not all like, you know what I mean? Whereas if you're living that rational mode of ignorance life and you're just like in a whirlwind of what's going on around you and in your environment, you don't realize that, you're out of balance and all over the place and stuff, whereas mode of goodness makes it so that you have that template in place and it's easier to detect when you're going out of balance and it's easier to just know what you need
0: to do to get back on track again.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you
0: for sharing that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I, I hope the listeners now have, you've just had the opportunity to experience that zooming out that Sammy offers, like I can feel it again. So like you're oh. saying that and I'm like, I feel it. I can feel that zooming out and that like higher thinking, um, that you, you trigger within <sighs> your clients. So, so if people wanted to learn more about you or learn how to interact with you because you do work directly with people. So how I can
0: work with
2: people, yes. And I people, was going suggest, I have this amazing transformation guide, which um, my girls in my program use as well, and which I've used with my clients for the past five years. I would love any of the listeners who are interested in looking at what does a mode of goodness lifestyle look like. I have this; it's so cute. It's like it's like a fitness guide, but it's Ayurveda and mode of goodness and meditation. And so, I would love to offer that for anyone who's interested. They can hit me up, and I can send that out to them for free. Oh. That's very kind. Oh
0: Thank yeah. You. Yeah, Wonderful. just
2: so you can see it. You know, I can't talk about it and then dangle the mm-hmm. carrot and then not have something that you can get started with.
0: So, okay. so, so we'll leave people... your details when we post the yes. episode so they can contact you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I'll
2: send you
0: through all my bits and pieces uh, yeah. well, great.
1: Wonderful. Well it's the
0: time for you. Yes. So keep up with the mode of goodness lifestyle.
1: That's right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, wonderful! Yes, well, thank you so much, Sammy. This has been like a a tall drink of water. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so nice to connect with you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, okay. thank you. Beautiful. Well, good night. Thank good you. Night.
2: Namaste. Namaste. Have a good day wherever you where you both are. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: All right. Bye. 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 So thank you for listening. We will share Samantha's webpage and her contact details on the webpage. And you can also, of course, find it through mine and Cara's websites or through our Facebook sites.
1: Right. Yes. And as always, we are really grateful for you listening and do help us to um, share, to grow the energy of the podcast. You can share this episode. Um, you can subscribe you can rate or review all of those things really help us and they help the podcast to grow so if you're able to offer just a little bit of your time um, that would be really beautiful so
0: and also if you have questions if you have ideas what you would like us to dive deeper into please reach out to us there is a button on our webpage where you can contact us and let us know anything.
1: Right. And the website is the dot com. So thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to the next meditation conversation.